Welcome to the Reform Faith and Family Podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Stomberg, and I am minus one Caleb Stomberg today, but we're doing something a little bit different. We are going to have Danica Cooley on to talk about her new book, Bible Investigators Creation. And right now, before we begin our uh, interview with her, I would love to read you a little snippet from uh, her new book. So detectives start every investigation with clues about what happened. As Bible detectives, we want to learn who God is, but we're going to start this investigation with what God did. God tells us what he did in the beginning of time, right at the very beginning of the Bible. In just a minute, you'll do a crossword puzzle to find the words to your first verse. As you work on it, think about what God tells you in those words. As a Bible investigator, you'll notice that God was in the beginning. There was nothing before him. Nobody created God. You will also see, my detective friend, that God created everything out of nothing. Now, there is a very special term for this truth which Bible investigators need to know. The term is in Latin. Why? Well, for a long time, the Christian church used Latin as a way to make sure every theologian, that's a really big word for a Bible investigator who studies God, could understand every other theologian, no matter which language they spoke. You don't need to speak Latin to be a Bible investigator. No one actually does speak Latin anymore because Latin is a dead language. Only some words are still used by theologians, Bible investigators, and scientists. You can learn a few important terms, though, that will set you on a path to become a more skilled Bible investigator. Let's look at two Latin words. Ex, which means from or out of. Nihilo, nothing. Do you remember that God created all things from absolutely nothing? Theologians used ex nihilo to refer to the second part of our first verse. God tells us that he made everything out of nothing. We've just started investigating and you're already learning a secret code and finding new clues. You're pretty good at this Bible detective job. Thank you for listening in to just one little lesson from this book, but this uh, Bible Investigators Creation is for ages 8 to 12, and let's dig in with our interview uh, directly with Danica to talk more about this awesome book for kids. Welcome to the Reform Faith and Family Podcast. My name is Lindsay Stomberg, and I'm here with my friend Danica Cooley from Thinking Kids Press, who is a very prolific author at this point. You may remember we had her on the podcast back in the fall to discuss a couple other books that were recently published, but today she is joining us to talk about her newest book, Bible Investigators Creation. Welcome, Danica. We are happy to have you join us again, even if I'm flying solo today, which isn't the norm. (laughs) Hi, Lindsay. Thank you for having me on. Well, let us uh, know just, uh, I know you've been on here before, but give us just a quick snapshot of who you are and why you're on here. Tell us a little bit about your book. Um, Sure. So I'm from Thinking Kids Press and I write um, Bible curriculum. So I wrote Bible Road Trip. Uh, which is a a three-year Bible survey curriculum for preschool to high school. And then I write um, books about Christian history and the Bible for children and um, also for their parents. And so my newest book is my 10th traditionally published book, um, Bible Investigators Creation. And it is a puzzle-based independent Bible study for 8 to 12-year-olds. 
Oh, very neat. That's awesome. And I uh, actually do have a copy and we have been starting to use it with our 10-year-old daughter, Sephora, and she has really been enjoying it. She started doing the journaling yesterday and was looking at the puzzles and they are very age appropriate. They were challenging for her, but she was getting the hang of it. She just needed a little boost in confidence. So (laughs) it's uh, got a lot of good it in, just as a homeschooler, you know, from that side of things, focusing on things like the uh, critical thinking skills, I think is an important thing, especially for that age as they're, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but just kind of growing in their logic uh, and analy- analyzation skills. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but it's a, it's a great homeschooling tool and even better Bible uh, teaching tools. So um, I do have a question for you. Uh, as I was going through this, um, it looks as though there's a series coming out for this because it's Bible investigators. Are you going, or do you have a plan to do more than just the book of Genesis? Um, that is the hope. So okay. I, I would love to see it turn into a series. I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, it's a business decision on the part of the good book company. So if this does really well, then yeah, they're absolutely open to that. And I'm hoping um, that that's what happens. So we both set it up like it was going to be a series um, and we'll just see what the Lord does with it. So, you know, I'm praying about it. Well, I'm really loving this so far. And I, I'm, Obviously, you could uh, really do a lot with this going because you you only covered the first three chapters of Genesis, correct? Or did you cut off right um, at the end of two? And yeah, so it was um, it was it's the doctrine of creation. So I did I did expand out from Genesis. But yeah, definitely the first three chapters, because um, the last unit of um, the book, the book is 272 pages. Just it's not a small Um, It's very robust. I was really surprised at how many pages it it has. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it has six units and the last one covers God's great plan for salvation. And it was a a natural because right after creation is the fall. So it it does cover that. I really, I have enjoyed it. I haven't gotten all the way through it yet, but I've been really, um, I can see how you're weaving the gospel through it and taking kids to different parts of the Bible. And probably my favorite part about it is the way that you are teaching kids how to study the Bible. I mean, basic hermeneutics as they're going through. So they're learning good spiritual disciplines, good Bible study habits early on, just by following the process that you're giving them about observing, interpreting, and applying in the book. Yeah, that, uh, that was important to me. And I'm really glad that the good book company allowed the book to expand to include that. Um, so yeah, all the way through is the, um, the, uh, inductive Bible study method is taught from, from like the first page all the way through. And then, um, with the journal boxes, the kids are, are learning how to apply the inductive Bible study method. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important that our children at the ages of eight to 12 start really learning how to study the Bible. And so many children's devotionals uh, water things down, and this doesn't do that. I was really impressed with how uh, full-bodied 
the content is. So thank you for that, for, for putting a resource out there that isn't watered down for children. I think that that's really important and we're missing a lot of resources just like this. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the, the puzzles themselves actually really lend um, themselves to the ability to teach vocabulary, like theological vocabulary, in a way that isn't going to overwhelm kids, but it's going to be fun. And to help them really meditate on this scripture without having it be like, you know, uh, a fill in the blank workbook or or something where it's just going to be a chore for them. I wanted it to be fun. So I thought the puzzles were a really good tool for that. And it is. I, lots of, you know, you have some kids that are the the type of kids that really love puzzles, but then you have the other kids that actually need to be stretched a little bit to learn how to do puzzles like that because it really exercises different parts of the brain that we don't always use. And so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So I do have a deeper question about this um, because as I was going through it, we just finished uh, last year at our church, uh, Ken Ham's uh, series, the Foundation Series. Are you familiar with that? I've heard, uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Okay, so it basically just elaborates on the fact that Genesis is so important to the Christian's worldview, like believing in the literal six-day creation and how how Christians not believing that anymore because there's a growing, uh, you know, change shift in uh, Christians kind of just capitulating on evolution. And Mm -hmm. anyway, as I was going through this, I was thinking this is really teaching and laying a foundation for children from a young age on because it's not just believing that God created the world. It's not just believing that he created in six days. It's believing what God says. Mm-hmm. That's what's so important is that we believe the Bible for what it says and we believe God for his because it, it's God's word is very important. And so for kids learning that from a young age to believe the Bible. And so I just would love to hear from you why you see it's so important to teach this early and often to children, uh, for just starting in Genesis. Sure. Um so when I when I started writing, um, my husband and I really view this as a ministry, and uh, we really prayed about how I was going to approach um, things. So um, I, I decided a long time ago that I could rail against the darkness, or I could point people to the light. And I want to be involved in pointing kids to the light. And I think there's a real epidemic of biblical illiteracy in um, certainly in the United States, but just even in the Christian church in general. Um, And when I was teaching um, Sunday school, I always would start with the gospel, regardless of what the lesson was, because we, it was a pretty big church and we had new people all the time. And um, so I would start with, first of all, there's a God and God made the world and God made you. And um, so many times kids would be like, no, there is no God. And he definitely didn't make me, you know? So I, for me, that was real, really basic. Like we can't even share um, the whole gospel. If we can't get beyond, there is a God, he exists and he made you. Um, And so for me, I was just like, wow, there's a lot of people that don't, um, don't know this. Um, and they're not teaching their kids and their kids don't know it. 
So we have a whole generation growing up like that. But most of the people that buy this resource are going to have their kids are going to be pretty familiar with the six days of creation. Um, but I was praying a number of years ago about like what is going on in the news? Like what is happening? You know, we listen to Christian news podcasts like in the morning. And um, and I, I just was struck as I was praying by the fact that it uh, everything I was hearing was um, a direct attack on the creation mandate and God's creation ordinances. So um, I, I thought, you know, our kids need to know the doctrine of creation. And so um, when my, my agent talked to me about doing a puzzle book um, and then the good book company said yes and wanted to gear it towards homeschoolers and was willing to accept a lot of teaching in the book as well. And it became like a puzzle-based Bible study. I was really excited to do um, something on the doctrine of creation because I want kids to go beyond those seven days of creation. So, um, you know, with the six units, um, it starts with that God created everything in the beginning out of nothing. Um, and he created the world for a purpose and he created it to be inhabited. Um, and then we go through the story of the six days of creation and more than just it happened in six literal days, um, which I don't actually address because, you know, I'm just teaching that what the Bible says and we're taking it as God's word um, and it's inspired and inerrant and infallible. Right. Um, but I talk about like how orderly his creation is and, you know, point out how creative God's creation is. Um, and then God made our kids. So he made them on purpose and for a purpose. Um, and it wasn't nothing that he did was an accident. And then um, I talk about our creator, God, because one of the overarching themes of scripture, and I teach the kids that in the book to look for the overarching themes of scripture, because God wrote a story and then he made us able to understand story. It's um, that he's eternal, all-powerful, uncreated, and that God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all created the world together. So we talk about the Trinity too. And then God's good creation gifts, which I think is really important. And I'm so excited that the Lord gave me an opportunity to teach that somewhere because after, you know, I prayed and and I realized that a lot of these things are an attack on, on God's creation ordinances. I was like, Oh, we need to teach our kids this. So um, I'm pretty excited about that. So every good gift is from God. God blessed us and put us in charge of caring for the earth. Um, and he gave us the Sabbath, Sarah day of worship and rest, um, work, and then marriage between a man and a woman. And then I talk about God's great plan for salvation. Well, that is definitely very full-bodied when it comes to just, I mean, a Christian worldview, your basic theology and doctrine that we build upon and for kids to hear that from such a young age and become familiar with that, especially when all the messaging from the world coming in is antithetical to the Bible is just so important for kids to hear. And I I'm even more excited about this resource because, like I said, I haven't even gotten all the way through it, and your description of it right there is amazing. So, I'm I'm excited to go through that with my uh, with my kids. And the way that it is set up, it's 
I know you said that you set it up for homeschool, but I could even see it working the type of the way the lessons are set up for like a family worship setting Mm -hmm. or a Sunday school option uh, for churches that have Sunday school. What are your options for people on that? Yeah, so um, kids can use it on their own. So I actually wrote it so that children can use it individually. And like you said, um, I didn't I didn't make the um, puzzles overly simplified. So they are age appropriate. The some of the younger kids, you know, may need some help as they start learning how to do the puzzles. Um, but it can be used in the car on road trips. It can be used, um, you know, in the child's free time. I know my nieces grabbed it and ran off to their rooms. So, um, you know, it can also be um, used. I wrote a whole post about how to use it in a co-op because there would be two options for that. So um, it is laid out in six units um, and I wrote it into Bible road trip to be used in six weeks. So you would do a unit per week. There's 30 chapters. So if kids did one chapter um, a week, that would be like a year long curriculum. If they did two a week, it could be a semester long. Um, For Bible road trip, it'll be six weeks because it's not, it's not overly heavy to do that if you're doing it as part of your Bible curriculum. Um, But parents at home or in a co-op, they can use one book and do the teaching from the book and then have kids keep a separate notebook Um, And then the good book company, if you purchase the book, there is a URL in the answers section that will lead you to um, a special page where um, people can download the puzzles by the unit. Um, And so if your child makes the mistake or if you want to use it with more than one child, you can just download the puzzles and do it that way. Or you can give each child their own book. Um, and, and then they'll get the journal pages and the teaching themselves and they can go through it individually and you can go over it after each chapter if, if you'd like to. That's so really neat. That's yeah. I've never heard of a, a publishing company do that. So that's really cool that it they're able to. Generous. Yeah, that is very generous. That's <laughs> that's awesome. Being the fact that I run a homeschool co-op and then, you know, have a lot of kids, that's actually really great to know that (laughs) Um, because I'm going to be sharing this with uh, friends and family just so that they can get this book. Um, So I do have a personal question that I was curious about as I was going through it because we've been talking about the puzzles, which I will say I was really glad that you didn't make them too simplified uh, Mm -hmm. because I could see my 12-year-old son getting into this just as much as my 10-year-old daughter. It's not... um, uh, kids who like a challenge will enjoy this. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's lots of workbooks out there for little kids. And so this is this is a nice resource for the that middle age group. Mm-hmm. But my personal question and curiosity that I had was how did you do that in the in the process of publishing? Like did you draw out the puzzles that you and give it to the publishing company or did you just tell them what you wanted and they put that into action? That I was just curious how that worked out. Yeah, so um, they do have a great designer, Andre, who works for the Good Book Company full-time, and he did a great job of designing the book and um, making the puzzles. I did also use InDesign, um, which is a, a design program, and I I designed the puzzles, and then, you know, just so he would see how they were, because I think I would have had to draw them by hand otherwise, 
And, um, and so we went back and forth through InDesign and fixed them because of course I made mistakes. Everything needs to be edited. Well, <laughs> you then, know, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I wrote it in, in word and I would take pictures of, I, I change InDesign into the PDF and take snapshots and put it in. So it was clear. It was actually a lot of work. I had tons of spreadsheets going. <laughs> Well, you know that I do freelance graphic design. So as I was looking through this, I was, I mean, I agree that was a lot of work. So just from my end of things, I was appreciating how much work that was. It was curious from the publishing (laughs) side, how you manage that. (laughs) Our listeners might not care, but the fact that I do uh, graphic design on a regular basis made me really curious what the publishing side of those things were. Uh, So I do have a question uh, that I was thinking through because I I think I mentioned at the beginning, just the, these puzzles develop those critical thinking skills for kids. And as from the side of homeschooling, that's something that we look, you know, to try and incorporate in our homeschooling and that builds skills and logic Mm -hmm. uh, and doing that in tandem with, you know, teaching kids how to study their Bible and how that develops like good retention in children. I'm just curious how you, when you were putting this together and you were seeing how that develops just like lifelong spiritual disciplines and habits that will will carry through. How do you see that happening from this book? Because it really is so full-bodied and I'm just, I haven't seen another resource like this. How do you think that will impact children in this area? Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything like this either, but um, it, you know, I, everything I've written takes into account the classical Christian educational model. So um, in the grammar stage, which would be eight to 12 year olds, um, kids are, uh, they love knowledge, they love information, um, they love, their brains are, are built to retain that information and to memorize just naturally. Um, and then as they, as they get into the older end of the range, they're heading towards the dialectic stage, which would be grades seven to nine, usually, um, where they're starting to take all that information and connect it and then test out their logic skills. Um, so I think in, in the ages of eight to 12, if we can teach them how to use logic skills appropriately, um, how to connect information, and then also give them a lot of really good, exciting information to memorize and to think about. Um, the Bible is exciting, and we want our kids to see that. So when we named it Bible Investigators, we want them to take on that role of looking for clues and applying them correctly so that they're reading the Bible rightly. Um, and, you know, Scripture tells us to meditate on God's Word. And when you're doing uh, puzzles that work through individual verses, that is something you're doing is really meditating on what God's word says. Um, And for me, it was fun to write the puzzles, some of them to teach them like how to consider the individual words theologically that are in um, past Bible passages. Like if you don't know what something means, this is how you figure it out. Like you can look up all the synonyms and all the antonyms let's do a puzzle on all the antonyms and synonyms of, you know, this particular word so that you learn better exactly what it means. And then we'll do another puzzle to learn the verse once you know what the word is. So. I, growing up, I was not taught that. It 
I was very blessed to be able to go to Bible college and I took a hermeneutics class and I went through Old Testament, New Testament surveys. And that is what actually has been probably the most impactful thing in my life for as a Christian to be able to have learned those things. But not everybody gets to go through those classes that teach them. And if we're not taught as children or, you know, growing into adulthood by our parents, then you know, we're kind of left to fend for ourselves, which is how I think a lot of people feel. And so being able to give a child a resource like this and walk them through the steps of how to study their Bible, it leaves a lasting impression, probably more than people think about how they pick up those tools. So thank you for, again, for putting this <laughs> together for the, those reasons. I think that it, it's very well laid out and really intriguing in how you, um, set children up for success in that area. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. I, I hope it is impactful for kids and that it impacts how they study the Bible for their lifetime. Uh, how did you weave the gospel through the whole thing? Because you do this in every book that you have. I've read quite a few of your books. We have them on our shelves. But uh, I, I love your heart for sharing the gospel with children. And I know you said you see this as a ministry so from beginning to end, how, how did you weave the gospel throughout this book? Um, you know, there at the last unit, it's very clearly laid out. But by the time I got there, it did feel kind of like I was repeating everything over and over again. I just um, part of the application, you know, we, we want to observe, interpret and apply. And God's God's salvation plan is outlined throughout, out, but um, anywhere I thought that I could uh, make a connection, like, you know, faithfully and explain the gospel and talk about how we're saved, then I did. And um, so for application, a lot of times it would be like, you know, go tell somebody else what you've learned about Jesus. But sometimes, um, the application for the section would be um, something like go talk to an adult about what you've learned today and see, you know, where you're at with Jesus, you know, talk to somebody about what you think about this, because I want, I want them not to just be doing um, this puzzle book on their own. Like my, my heart really is for, for biblical literacy, but through that, I want kids to get saved. Like, you know, and God's word, um, it never returns void and it always accomplishes his purpose. So, um, that's his ultimate purpose for us. Well, no, I think that is important to connect children with their parents because we, it, it is easy to just hand a child a book and mm -hmm. feel like you checked off what your duty is as a parent, <laughs> like, oh, they're getting Bible and just walk away. But I do think it's very important with children that, uh, you know, parents are involved in that. So even if children do the puzzles and things independently, uh, that's why I mentioned I thought it could actually work into a family worship fairly easily because the kind of lessons that they do. And of course, a father could elaborate on them uh, and kind of tie it home with the gospel, uh, just as you have in the book, but just in his own way. But I, I could say, I don't know, did you have a vision for that at all where it could be used in a family, uh, family style? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think just the same as, as used in a co-op, like either kids could, um, talk at, at family worship after reading the scripture together, 
um, as a family, they could talk about what they learned in their chapter that day, or, you know, you guys could go over it as a family or um, the parents could read the Bible lesson and then everybody could do their, um, their puzzles and talk about what they've learned. So, I mean, there's both of those options and puzzles usually don't take more than like five to seven minutes um, to do. And there's three puzzles per chapter. There's 90 puzzles. So I'm 30 chapters. So, yeah. It's a lot of puzzles. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but you have, you have journaling pages in there. There were a lot of different kinds of activity activities. So even for, uh, you know, if kids like drawing that there were different, um, I, am I missing anything when I'm thinking through the different activities? Cause there were journaling pages, there were puzzles, there were drawing spaces. Yeah. Yeah. And then there, every section, excuse me, every section had like a, a more visual puzzle, like a maze or, um, a matching pair something like that, where kids aren't just, uh, working on word puzzles, which can be challenging for some children. Sure. Um, there's, there's a, a, a more visual puzzle. There was a good variety, I guess, is what I'm getting at. I, I was yeah. pleased with that as well. Thank well, you. you always have so many things on your website to help support your books. Why don't you share with our audience what all you have for them? Because there's always just a, a plethora of items, <laughs> crafts and things like that to support your books. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. So, uh, BiblePuzzlesForKids.com um, is where you're going to find all the information about the book and purchase links and everything. And at the bottom, um, there is a button to take them to the store where um, your readers or your listeners, excuse me, your listeners can uh, download two mini lessons um, with puzzles in them. Um, and then on this at ThinkingKidsPress.com is my store. And there's... Um, there's like seven sections. I have a lot of stuff. Um, I, yeah. So there's the books section and you can see all the books I have, um, which are also available at, you know, Amazon, Christian book, anywhere books are sold. Um, and then there is a um, book extras section and um, there's a bunch of new creation crafts in there um, and, and the, the free downloadable puzzles. And so, yeah. I was looking at some of the crafts you had and I was thinking you could have like a creation party with this because you had like <laughs> snacks and <laughs> you, you could do your puzzle activities. You could do your crafts. It could be like a whole day with a co-op. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. I had, I spent months making those. I had a fun time. Well, so. for people who like to do like unit studies, that would be a really fun thing to incorporate like a, uh, you know, like a snack day and a craft day and all of that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, is there anything else that our listeners need to know about concerning wh where to find this, how to get it? I know you, there's a free sample pack where people mm -hmm. can download mini lessons from it to be able to kind of experience what the book is before purchasing. Yeah, so just everything um, for that is at BiblePuzzlesForKids.com. Uh, and, um, and again, you can get the book anywhere books are sold. So I've had a lot of people contact me that are out of the United States, and I don't ship outside the United States, but I know that Amazon is all over the world, and um, the Good Book Company 
uh, puts the book all over the world. So yeah, you can find it everywhere. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Danica. This is always a pleasure to have you on here. And I will, uh, for our listeners, I will put all the links in the show notes that they need to have to be able to find you and your awesome Bible investigators creation puzzle and activity book for their kids to try. Thank you for having me on, Lindsay. Thank you. Well, we appreciate all of you joining with us for this interview today. Uh, be sure to be on the lookout as uh, we will be starting very soon here a new series on building a Christian worldview that we're excited for. I think there'll be a lot of good conversations there. And in the meantime, live for Christ and build for your children's children. This is the Reformed Faith and Family Podcast. Mm-hmm.